Hello, uh, this is Richard Spangler with Lions Voice Ministry again. Uh, I should remember last time we were talking about uh, the covenant of Jesus Christ. And we stopped at the last manifestation of that covenant, the last signs and wonders, which was the day of Pentecost. And we're going to delve a little bit deeper into that and how the Holy Spirit and fire came. Remember, John the Baptist said he would baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm going to lay a little groundwork for this. Uh, the disciples had been trained um, by Jesus for three years, but before that they were Jewish men, and they were taught uh, if they were called to be a follower of a rabbi, that they were to become exactly like the rabbi. That was the purpose of having them become. They were students. They were not only they were become carbon copies of the rabbi in every way teachings doing the same thing saying the same thing wearing the same thing they were all supposed to be exactly alike whoever was that the disciples before the day of pentecost were more likely asking themselves how can i be like jesus teaching the way he taught and doing the things he did they looked at themselves and each one of them knew they were coming up short there was no way they could be exactly like to, like Jesus. We do the same today. We look at what God tells us to do, and then we look at ourselves and see our shortcomings and realize we cannot do it. An example of this was when I was 14 years old. I'd gotten saved. I had some well-meaning people. I assumed they were well-meaning. They were telling me I needed to read my Bible an hour a day and pray an hour a day. A 14-year-old who was an American heathen before salvation, I tried my best to do it independently and failed miserably and I was getting ready to walk away and give up because it was just wasn't working thank God I had my day of Pentecost and was baptized in the Holy Spirit a few months after getting saved or I might have just walked away in frustration and guilt the disciples did not know what to expect the disciples knew the covenants of God they got it made with Israel they knew all the things that had happened they knew Jesus was made a new covenant they knew John the Baptist said they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit of fire. They had Jesus' words ringing in their ears. That he said, Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. They had no idea what was going to happen. And on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind, another manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And then suddenly tongues of fire appeared on each one of the 120. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Holy Spirit gave them the gifts that Jesus promised, bringing things to remembrance. The Holy Spirit gave them the power to speak the word of God, to do signs, wonders, and miracles. The fire of God baptized them in the passion of God. The fire of God is the very essence of God. It's an overwhelming love of God to ignite depths in the souls of their spirit. So they got two things at one time, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of fire. Yes, that's right. I am saying two separate baptisms, the Holy Spirit baptism and the other is the baptism of fire. John the Baptist prophesied the baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire. These are two separate baptisms occurring at the same time, and as we've seen with all the covenants and renewal of covenants, there were multiple manifestations of God. Abraham had the voice of God, a smoking pot, a burning torch. Mo Moses had the voice of God, a burning bush, miraculous signs and wonders. 
uh, Israel at Mount Sinai had God speaking directly to them, the, church, the temple dedication, uh, all these experiences. But a person had never experienced the combination of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of fire until the day of Pentecost. This combination permanently changed the disciples and changed the course of humanity. The apostles and the disciples could not contain the passion of God. They were so full, overflowing with it. They had to be doing something. They were driven. The fire of God overcame the fear and self-doubt that they had. They were driven by this passion, the very essence of God in them to carry out the Great Commission. The apostles and disciples, having been baptized with the Holy Spirit, giving them the abiding presence of God, God's power and authority, Plus the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the love, the passion of God is a combination that caused an explosion of God on the earth that shook the natural and spiritual universes. We see this in Acts chapter 2 verse 6. And the sound occurred and the multitude gathered and were confused because everyone heard them speaking in their own language. The multitude was confused, unsure of what was going on. Then Peter spoke up and some translations said boldness to the multitudes and preach and 3,000 were added to the church that day another example of this boldness and this passion occurs when Peter or John is healing the lame man and 5,000 are added Peter and John are arrested in Acts chapter 4 and are told to stop speaking in the name of Jesus but Peter in the boldness and John both answered and said whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more Thank God you judge, for we cannot but speak the things that we have seen and heard. It was just the beginning of what to happen. Here, these men, these uneducated, unlearned men, as far as the religious leaders were, the, were seeing something that they had not seen ever. Men filled with love and passion of God and manifesting gifts that they couldn't understand and didn't I really did not want their desire was to shut it down and they tried several times to shut it down and they still couldn't they brought these men before them more than once and they got the same response so by the time I'll tell you how this worked by the time Paul and Silas reached Thessalonica in Acts 17 the move of God was known Acts 17.6 said, Those who've turned the world upside down have come here too. This occurs around AD 50. In just 17 years from the crucifixion of Jesus in AD 33 and the day of Pentecost, the believers of the way, Christianity, were known as people who turned the world upside down. It was remarkable considering there was no Tra the can travel and communications of the time there were no planes trains and automobiles no internet no telephones no television no radio and it took would take us what would take us a few hours or a day to travel to a destination could take the apostles and disciples weeks and sometimes months to get to a destination the only explanation is the combination of the baptism of the holy spirit and the baptism of fire the passion and love of God driving them ever forward to take the good news into the world. Into the world, over time, men began to try controlling what God was doing, and gradually, with more man-made control, the passion, the fire of God, 
was reigned in and the baptism of the Holy Spirit was reigned in and the, those who had were zealot zeal were looked upon looked down upon and persecuted and things just seemed to fade away but I want to before I get into that we want to talk a little bit more about what's going on here with this remember um, this is the first time anyone who's had a permanent residing presence of God and in uh, Colossians chapter 2 uh, they bring this further into line it says when, when, we, when the fullness of the Godhead is in Christ and we are full and we are in, in we are fully in Christ Jesus so we this is this is another explanation this is another explaining by by Paul for for it says in verse 9 for in him all the fullness of the deity of the Godhead dwells in bodily form completely expressing the divine essence of God and in him you have been made complete achieving the spiritual stature through Christ and he is the head of the rule of the authority of all every and angelic and earthly power in him you were circumcised not with hands but by spiritual circumcision of Jesus Christ stripping off the body of the flesh the carnal nature having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him to new life your faith working in God when he raised Christ from the dead so we are in Christ we have the it says God Jesus is fully in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the divinity he's there and we are in him so we are there we are sitting in as it says in another place, in other place we are sitting in heavenly places now right this moment so there is we have we have access to everything the Godhead has has exploded upon us by giving us this power and to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of fire. Now, to uh, start a little bit of a history lesson here, the baptism of the Holy Spirit basically faded away, but the Passion did too. <coughs> Excuse me. But we have it. We have it today. Thank God for uh, men and women of God throughout history that had a passion a fire lit underneath them and we're going to look at some of those over the next couple of weeks but i want to talk about it's taken over a hundred years from the time of azusa street when the baptism of the holy spirit was speaking in tongues came about actually uh, topeka kansas and it moved out from there a hundred years over a hundred years to unpack everything that the baptism of the holy spirit has in it started with speaking in tongues then came the the the, the healing movements the, the the signs and miracles prophecy the establishment of the fivefold ministry uh, again the apostle prophet pastor teacher and evangelist all of these things the move of god the priesthood of all believers being reestablished, the individual being able to hear from god himself all of these things tongues and interpretation of tongues all of these things are connected to the baptism of the holy spirit all of these things come out of our relationship with the holy spirit and with god the father and god and jesus christ the son but we have not experienced the baptism of his passion the baptism of the fire we've had experiences with fire the fire tunnels we always are thinking it's synonymous of fire as being power and it does mean power but it also means passion so when john said he's going to baptize you in the holy spirit and fire 
The Holy Spirit is not just one thing. It's many things, many faceted things going on. At the same time, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. You also receive the fruit of the Spirit. But the baptism of fire, you're not only receiving the power of God, you're receiving the passion of God. Remember, it says in Scripture, God is love. In other words, God is passionate. God has passion for you and for me, and he wants you to take that passion. Pray that the Holy Spirit will ignite, that, that you'll be baptized not only in the Holy Spirit, but in the baptized in fire. Baptizing in fire is a key because that gives you that overwhelming drive to go and do and make it happen. When you're passionate about something, you are turned on, charged up, and charging ahead. The baptism says you have to be, this baptism of passion is far greater than anything you can imagine. As the disciples found out, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of fire. They were no longer afraid of the government. They were no longer afraid uh, of, of the Roman soldiers or, or anyone else. They were out to share the gospel. They were out to proclaim it because it's all they could. It was all they could do to contain themselves, and with that came recognition, even in persecution, that these people were different. These people were changing the world, not just because of signs, wonders, and miracles, but because of the love, the love they had for individuals. The love conquered Rome. The love of God conquered everything that came into its path the love of god this power this passion flow today and we need that same power we need that same passion today we need a baptism in the passion of god we need it so it's resonant within us that when the time comes for us to do something we're not afraid of political correctness we're not afraid to be of those who are telling us to sit down and shut up we're not afraid of those who are saying stay in your four walls and and, and calling us ignorant or we're going to come after you. Don't be afraid of them. Let the passion and the fire of God, the love of God, flow out of you in a mighty torrent, a mighty torrent of his love. Love will conquer everything. Love will conquer hate. Love will overtake. God will win because his power, everything he does, flows out of his love. And it's time for us to have that same passion today in this world and in this earth. So the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire are the keys. The baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of fire are the keys to transforming this earth. The two combined are an ignition that cannot be contained. They cannot be controlled. And that's what I'm praying for you today. We're going to continue to look at this next week. We're going to look at how the passion of God flow through history through various peoples and places to our time today have a wonderful week god bless you until next week bye bye